Thanks for listening to this episode of Unpacking Mental Health. If you'd like to support the podcast, you can do this by clicking the Buy Me A Coffee link in the show notes. And this is a $5 donation, which will keep the podcast ad-free and go towards covering the expenses. And I would love, love, love if you could give my Instagram and Facebook a follow and I will update you with the next podcast. So have a great day and I hope you enjoy. Today, I'm speaking with Curtis Weeks about his journey through mental health from being bullied as a child to serving 13 years in the Royal New Zealand Navy. We discuss and deep dive into thought and mindset work and ultimately how Curtis has become a mindset coach. Welcome to Unpacking Mental Health, Curtis. Cheers, thank you for having me, Jenna. Um, So do you want to talk to me a little bit about the effects that bullying had on you when you were younger and how that's gone through into your adult life? Yeah, for sure. So... um being being bullied like it, it it happened at such a young age um and i just felt like worthless you know i just felt um like just yeah worthless is the best way to put it you know like so i'd go i'd go home and i'd feel like crap um then i'd go to school um and i'd feel like crap you know because i just knew i was going to get it um and then it, that sort of mindset carried on into like my teens and then adulthood obviously i had moments where i was confident in myself and then someone would knock it um but yeah like it was just a victim mentality you know so i just i just played the victim because that's all i knew you know i didn't know that there was more to it and i didn't know that i needed to do the inner work to um, overcome what was in front of me um so growing growing up and becoming an adult, I sort of just developed the skills to to overcome those sorts of things and um, especially mindset, you know. So what I didn't know as a child and as a teenager, even in my 20s, what I didn't know then was the way you treat yourself is the way others will treat you. And um, because I was treating myself badly, you know, like I was agreeing with everyone, you know, like they're calling me all sorts of names um, because I was fat, I was a half cast, or I am a half cast, you know, like, so it was like racism, um, fat jokes, all of those things, you know, I agreed with them. And then I'll tell myself those things as well, you know, like when it was just kind of come becomes your inner voice as well. Yeah, exactly. You know, like I was just like, yeah, you're right. I am fat. I am useless. You know, I am this, I'm that. Um, And then, um, it just didn't feel nice and at the same time it, it it started some sort of like burning desire and it it just um like a lot of anger and a lot of rage was was built up um over those years and and eventually i was able to to let it let it out and um just create the person i am today yeah so as a child, did you have any outlets for bullying then? Like anyone to talk to, school counsellor or family or? No, not really. Because I like, it wasn't really cool to talk about those things. You know, yeah. like, yeah. um, my uncle taught me how to fight. Like that was, <laughs> that, was <laughs> that, that was probably like the closest thing that came to like an outlet. Because, yeah. um, well, pretty much what I was taught was like, if you don't stand up to bullies, then they'll keep bullying you. Um, okay. Yeah, so so that was awesome. Like that helped me heaps. That that sort of built some confidence. Was yeah. um was fighting the bullies. Um, yeah. but it yeah. still continued. Yeah, it still continued. You know, like yeah. so it, it was um 
it's just like life you know there's always challenges and once once you finish that challenge there's a bigger challenge yeah. and then a bigger <laughs> one and then another one so yeah. yeah it was the same thing with the bullies you know there was just another one and then another one and then i couldn't fight them you know like i couldn't fight some of them i tried but um they're yeah. just bigger stronger you know like so um i just had to sort of navigate that space and um i was quite a, a happy kid you know so like i i didn't leverage enough of being me you know just being being myself i tried to become like someone that that i'm not you know i tried to become a tough person where like of i'm not that person you know like i should have just stayed happy and just just been mean you know like but, but society you know like oh well, i don't know not society but i uh, just the environment I was in, like if you were happy or if you showed affection, showed empathy, um, all those things, you were considered weak, you know. And mm, yeah. um, so I didn't want to be portrayed as weak because that's another thing they can pick on me for, you know. So I was like, yeah, yeah, uh, yeah just, just I guess um, putting on different masks, you know, to try to fit in. And it didn't work, you know. It just ate away at me because there's that saying, "Fake it till you make it," you know. Um, and, yeah. and I'm not a fan of that saying because when you eventually make it, you've made it as a fake. Now you have yeah. to keep that that fake person or that fake character you've created. You have to yeah. keep up with it, you know, you have to keep up with those lies. And that just creates so much mental pressure on you, you know, to, to be someone else every day. Mm -hmm. um, so what I realized is just be yourself, eh? <laughs> like, yeah, yeah. Just... if you're being authentic, then you don't really have to... Um try or pretend or spend all that yeah, energy yeah absolutely yeah ah so after that experience as a child and then going through your teenage years was there a bit of rebellion yeah plays and things yeah yeah heaps heaps you know my parents were real strict with me there's there's only two of us myself and my younger brother um and he was the angel i was i was the shithead you know like uh, <laughs> yeah. i was i was the the troubled child you know so um well like when i was 12 i tried i smoked marijuana for the first time um and and i got caught uh that was at school at like lunchtime in the toilets uh, a friend had had um had some in his bag and he was just like whoa check this out and then we're we're all like in awe of it and um because yeah. I I'd, I'd seen a movie um, where where like one of the main characters would smoke a, like a tobacco pipe, you know. I was just like, well, like I could use that same method to smoke this stuff, and um, yeah, made one, um, and then yeah, uh, had a session in the toilet, I guess. Yeah, <laughs> and, and then yeah, the next day got um, got caught. Um, then the, there were like four of us involved. Three of the boys were suspended, and my my mum organized with a family friend who was uh, one of the local constables to come in and um pick me up from school so he handcuffed me in front of the whole school um yeah 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 <laughs> took me down to the cell to the cells um fingerprinted me locked me up um yeah just gave me the full right <laughs> the Obviously whole night guard you're a minor so that was a, a deterrent thing not a real thing yeah yeah well yeah, i thought yeah. it was real you know like yeah. i was just like whoa and the, the the things he was telling me you know i was like fuck this is shit you know yeah. like i don't i don't want to be doing this again um but experiencing that at at that eight was well, traumatized me for sure yeah i reckon <laughs> like for sure <laughs> it was so traumatic it was like a, a another level of loneliness you know like i just all i needed in that that moment was support and there was none you know there was no support um 
so that that sort of made it worse and and straightened me out so it straightened me out a, a little bit but it also made me change my mindset about like um rebelling so so i had like a real sneaky mindset after that i was just like well if i'm gonna do things i'm not allowed to do i need to not get caught um right. Yeah. because i don't want to be locked up in that cell again yeah. uh because it was cold <laughs> you know like yeah. it was yeah it was lonely all those things so then um yeah i just i kept rebelling um secretly you know yeah. so so I, I tried to keep up with my grades and um, playing sports and whatnot but you know like i got into graffiti uh, and i'll just sneak out like every weekend i'd sneak out i'd just I'd tell my parents i was going to sleep early um jump out a window and i'll party i you know just i started smoking durries at cigarettes at like 15 you know and just yeah. just yeah rebelled without rebelling you know like okay yeah in, in, in a really good at hiding everything. yeah real good yeah yeah. Uh, yeah yeah it wasn't until i was like in the navy when um when my dad found out i'd been smoking um and then my mum was just like i knew you'd smoke like i knew it i was like well you didn't like you had you <laughs> may have, yeah like you may have had your, your your hunches you know but but you never like confronted me about it um, yeah so, so yeah just yeah i got real good at, at hiding things um okay yeah so from that whole experience i guess you've there was a bit of a low that we'd talked about before like that kind of drove you to self-harm yeah 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 so when i was i guess 15 16 again you know like just i, I was bullied um passively bullied and and just like once i was in my teens i wasn't bullied as much um but it was still there are still moments there where i got picked on um and and yeah this this one event happened in front of the whole school again you know where i was just embarrassed one of the yeah. boys um like nipple grippled me in front of the whole school like ripped my shirt open you know like my fat my flames were hanging out and um, yeah. just just pinned me down made me feel like helpless and then um yeah just played with my tits i guess and then um and yeah everyone was pointing and laughing and after that i i went to like a toilet smashed the window and then um tried to try to slice my wrist open eh? um because i just had enough i was like fuck this like yeah I've, I've had enough of, i've had enough of life um this this is like this humiliation needs to stop um but for some reason no matter how hard i pushed it just wouldn't penetrate the skin um because I, i'm a, i'm a firm believer i'm like real spiritual and whatnot i believe in guardian angels and all those things and i feel like that was a moment where where like there was some sort of intervention because i was i was pushing hard like it, yeah, yeah it, it just yeah so then couldn't do that and i was just like well fuck Gosh, what a traumatic event that's a that's a big step in thinking to go there right and yeah yeah you know like just to just to be like well like life will be better without me you know like the world yeah. will be better without me um yeah so yeah that was and this was at school yeah high school yeah okay. how did school deal with that oh they didn't know yeah oh okay they, they you broke the window at like in the yeah. school yeah, yeah, I was like I said, I was good at hiding things. Like right. yeah. I, I smashed the window; no one knew it was me. You know, like I didn't tell anyone that I smashed it. You know, so yeah, so, yeah. yeah you <laughs> no, ended up kind of dealing with that by yourself as well. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I just went, um, went inside, rebelled a lot. I guess even more. Um, just yeah, started, started just 
doing things by myself until I met like other misfits, I guess is the best way to, to put it, you know? Yeah, yeah. Just people that, that people you can it. relate to at the time. Yeah, yeah, 100%. You know, and it was weird because I was, I was playing first 15, you know, and like, so, like, at our school, like, you weren't a god, you know, if you're first 15, but like, there was like, I guess, in the picking order of things, yeah. first 15 has always been, especially in New Zealand, you know, if you're in the first 15, you're like, whoa. You automatically uh, get a call pass. <laughs> yeah, 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 like, yeah, yeah. but. But for some reason, I didn't have that cool pass. Like, oh, no. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So like, everyone knew, like, everyone knew who I was, but they didn't know me for being one of the rugby boys. You know, it was just, uh, I, I would just float between crowds. You know, so yeah. um, everyone, like, most people liked me, I guess. So yeah, I was able to just hang out with whoever. Um, at that at that stage, I just hung hung out with the skaters, you know, because they're like the biggest misfits. Like, they yeah. didn't they didn't care what anyone thought of them. Um, everyone hated them, you know, like everyone hated the skaters and um, and tried fighting them. But man, I give it to those boys. They were tough. Like if anyone that tried fighting them lost. Yeah. Like, yeah. And they were just in for the freedom and doing what they wanted. And yeah. Yeah. And it really, really opened my eyes, you know, to like freedom. It's just like, yeah. wow, like these boys really don't care. Like they'll, they'll do whatever they want just because they can. Yeah. Yeah. So it was, it was cool hanging out with them. Oh, awesome. Yeah. How did your years in the Royal New Zealand Navy shape your mental health? Um, during your training, was there a focus on tools to build resilience and mindset? I guess, like, within that whole sphere, there's a lot of discipline and things. And... Yeah. Yeah, they, they definitely did. Um, again, this was, it was like peaks and troughs, you know? Like, so my first, I think, three months or just, just more than three months, that was our basic training, and I went in um i think i i weighed like 110 kilos um and then once i had finished all my training so my my like finished the basic training and then the branch training um that would have been maybe like seven months total uh, and i was down to like 80 kilos oh um yeah yeah so like how old were you then 17 so i didn't do uh, yeah instead of doing my last year of high school i joined the navy um just because you know like i i was sick of school um And and I had been hanging out with like mischievous people. Um, some things went down, so I was like, if I don't, if I don't join the navy, like I'm going to prison. So, yeah. so I joined the navy, you know. Um, but yeah, the mindset thing. So the first basic training was hard at, in the beginning. Well, it was hard the whole way through. Um, but like it was just about routine, you know, like learning the routine, understanding it and just doing what you're told. Like this, it's not hard, you know, like you yeah. just do, do what you're told to the best of your ability. But if you're in like a really rebellious phase, how did you deal with that discipline then and being told? Yeah, I, it's what I needed, you know, okay. it, it, it was what I, I needed. So I was just like, I'm going to do here. I'm just going to do my best, whatever they tell me to do. I'm doing it. Yeah. Um, yeah. So like it started off like really hard cause I was, cause I was one of the bigger boys and then um, I guess halfway through basic training, I got a lot fitter, um, lost heaps of weight. Um, and then, yeah, just I was able to do things. So my mindset shift, shifted in there. But I made a promise to myself going in that, like, I would no longer be a victim. You know, like, I, like this, this is the moment where I change who I am. These people don't know who I am. Like, so I can just make up someone um, that I want want to become. And, and I'm just going to work that person into into life. 
um yeah so i just i gave it my all everything i did i gave it my all i just worked hard um and that became my character you know and that's still me today you know like it's just i work hard and i guess if, if, if i had a superpower that would be it you know like just hard work yeah. um because yeah i wasn't the most talented um i'd pick things up quite quickly but it was just through hard work where, where I was able to overcome things. Um, and then once I got into the fleet, so once you, you graduate and um, get all the ticks in the box and you're officially in the Navy, it's called like, um, you know, joining the fleet. Okay. Um, I had never experienced that much freedom, you know, like, so it was just a normal job, pretty much. You just show up, um, you're an apprentice, so you've got tasks to, to do, but once you're finished, you're, you're finished, you know, like you can do whatever, the time's your own. Um, yeah. so, so I think for like three months straight, I just drank like every, every oh, night. Yeah. Like, yeah. Yeah. Like every single night, Monday to Sunday, like for three months, yeah. just, just cause I was like, well, so I remember asking one of my bosses, I was like, so I can go get on the piss if I want. And they're like, yeah, just show up the next day. If you've got work, show up. If you don't have work, you can just drink all day, all night. Right. I was like, yeah. So I was like, oh, okay. Say less. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and then, yeah. And then eventually I, I ended up just packing on heaps of weight and I got up oh, to like okay. 121 kilos. Yeah. Yeah. And, and um, yeah, so then my mental health wasn't the best then, you know, so, so I was just. you functioning every day on a hangover? Um, energy drinks and durries. Right. Yeah. Like, yeah, yeah. And then yeah, then straight back into it, straight on it. But most mornings I wouldn't be hung over, you know, I'd still be drunk. So then I'll just like show up to work, still drunk, just work, and then um then the hangover would sort of kick in, I'd be a bit tired. And then before I knew it, like work was finished, so then go buy yeah. another box and yeah. <laughs> yeah. So were you living on do you live on base in the Navy? Yeah. I don't really know how that works. Yeah, yeah. I lived on the base um then and we used to just drink in a park. You know, there was okay. like a park in Devonport. Well you're not allowed to drink there now, there's a liquor ban. But okay. um back then there wasn't. But not on site on the base, like it wasn't like a everyone communally drinking type. Oh uh, would would yeah, we'd drink in cabins as well. Okay. Like yeah, and um there was a, a pub on base, but because I was 17, you know, like I couldn't, sometimes I'll drink there, um, but it was always a risk. So like, they'll ask me for ID and I'm like, oh, it's just up in my cabin. And they're like, yeah, go get it. I'm like, damn. So yeah. then, <laughs> then I go with, with, with one of the boys and then we'll get a box and sit in one of the rooms or, um, or, or at the park, you know, and just, yeah, yeah just drink. Are <laughs> so you drinking to kind of squash all those emotions do you think well, yeah yeah looking back on it now it definitely that's definitely what i was doing but um in the moment i just i i think it was just the freedom and like i could i was just drinking because i could yeah. you know yeah. but um yeah and i was I, like i was drinking to get drunk like there was, there was no yeah. two ways about it you know like i wasn't just having a couple beers and, and a meal you know yeah <laughs> and that went on for quite a few years throughout the career your 13 years isn't it? yeah yeah it did um well yeah pretty much what i i stopped drinking every day um, but then yeah. when i when i drink it'll just be like in the weekends and they'll be big you know like i um I had a reputation for just um, being able to find parties, you know, like rocks is what we called them. So like I could just find a rock or, or just make one. Um, and yeah, I enjoyed being the life of the party, you know, just bringing the energy. Um, but I'd fight quite a lot and okay. 
yeah and then i think that's just uh, uh years of that just being bullied you know and and um the navy turned me into a man you know like it, it made me be confident in myself and whatnot and um i was able to like yeah i was able to do things that i wasn't able to when i was younger you know so like if, if there was someone that was quite intimidated you know, I'd look at them and I'd just be like, wow, he looks tough. So I'd like pick away at him, you know, like just, right. just yeah. push, push buttons until, until he get like, a reaction. Yeah. Yeah. And then once, once he reacted, I was like, yeah, let's go, let's fight. You know, cause it was, for me, it was like killing, um, or killing like my inner bitch, you know, like that's, that's what I used to call it, you know, cause it was so many times I was the victim, you know, and I felt helpless. And then once that event had finished, I'd be mad at myself for not doing anything. So those moments, I was like, it was me getting back at me, you know, I was like, see, like I, I can, I can take anyone on, um, well, I wouldn't always win, like at all. <laughs> like, yeah, like right. I'd pick, I'd pick a fight and get my head punched in, and I was like, "Wow, not a good idea." Yeah. <laughs> but, <Right. laughs> but, <laughs> but we got there. We did it, you know. <laughs> yeah, a bit of a like outlet, right? But in the end, you found a different outlet for your fighting, and you started That's right. going to a gym and and fighting, you know, as a sport, yeah, yeah. yeah. in a controlled environment, you know, and and that mellowed me out you know like fighting really saved my life because okay. um because the boys you know they 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 didn't like going out with me they didn't like drinking with me um because i was just unpredictable well, i i became predictable you know like yeah. they they could they tell what's like gonna be a problem. yeah yeah they knew if like i stood a certain way or looked at someone a certain way they knew what i was thinking they were just like oh bro let's go and i was like no no that's all good we'll have some fun yeah. he's like i know what you're doing like we need to go i was like you can go and they're like oh whatever then and yeah. then and then they'll just leave me and then they'll feel bad because you know like everyone will be like well where were you guys and they're like oh no we left yeah <laughs> yeah yeah Right. So that, I guess, did they bring that to your attention at the time that they didn't like you acting? Yeah. Like, yeah. yeah. My best mate, the, my best yeah. mate told me. So I, I, it was, I really appreciate him telling me the way he told me to. He was just quite upfront. Yeah. Um, didn't sugarcoat it. Just told me how it was. And I was like, okay, cool. Yeah. Um, and then sort of sat on that for a little bit. And, and I was working a, a Christmas period um, where I was just by myself and I was getting back into training because because I had put on all that weight, you know, and I was just like, well, I need to, I need to lose this weight. Um, and I should probably get into some sort of fighting sport, you know, or like, you know, do it as a sport because I really love fighting. And even, even when we were playing rugby, you know, like I'd, I'd start fights on the footy field, you know, like right, okay. just, just cause, you know, yeah. like, um, and, and yeah, we we're, I was never in like a, a prems team, you know, it was more like third division. So like, they were usually keen for a scrap as well so i was like right. hey, man, <laughs> yeah it's... it must be a guy thing right sometimes yeah yeah definitely <laughs> is definitely definitely i'm yeah. just testosterone and ego you know um yeah call someone a pussy and you know like that like, would you call me you know like so yeah, it's like right. let's go <laughs> yeah. and then you get what you want which is the outlet of fighting yeah but yeah so once you move that more towards like a um you did you go to do MMA? Did you? Uh, MMA? Muay Thai first. Oh, I did, did a bit of boxing here and there, but yeah, got into like kickboxing and Muay Thai. Okay. Um, yep. Eventually got into MMA. Um, yep. and, and yeah, that was, that really 
grounded me you know yeah. really humbled me um which was you awesome quite far didn't you even went to thailand and fought yeah 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 i had a few fights over in thailand um fought for new zealand um so that was cool um yeah so i had a dream you know like i wanted to be a world champ and, and one of the trainers one of the coaches over in thailand um he told me that out of everyone that was training there at that time that i had what it took to become a world champion um but then life happened you know yeah every time i i would gain traction with um fighting and whatnot i'll get deployed then i'll come back and i'd have to start again and then um you know i'd lose a couple fights win a couple and then i was back on a, like a good streak i guess and then i'll get deployed again so it just it just never never came to you know so um it's all good i i love love the career i had and um yeah just yeah just wasn't meant to be you know yeah but you were doing them alongside each other so you kind of had yeah. the career and it was more of a hobby than the yeah yeah pretty much career option, perhaps. yeah but in um 2012 that's when when i really i had to make a decision because um some of the boys they were they were going over to china to uh, they were professional fighters and they suggested that i should turn pro and go with them um mm -hmm. to china and do the big fighting circuit so over in china you can you can fight like weekly if you're if you're up for it and you know and get paid quite a lot um and and yeah so like when when one of the boys approached me um about that i was like yeah man let's let's get the ball rolling so i started um doing all, all of the admin behind the scenes i guess and then um then ended up getting like a really good deployment you know so i was just like ah oh, you oh, chose oh. that the name yeah 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 because yeah. yeah. well, I, was, I was gonna put a year's unpaid leaving um and then just go to china for a year yeah um, that was the plan um but then then another thing popped up so i was like yeah we'll do that instead yeah yeah no regrets none whatsoever loved it yeah yeah awesome yeah. So um, through that time in the Navy, did you develop skills to, you know, your mindset's obviously growing over all of this time. Um, did you find skills to deploy into your real life as well, that your, not real life, but, you know, your personal life? Yeah. Um, it was it was through, like, the fighting and whatnot where, where I developed the mindset, you know, so, like, that sort of mentality helped me with my military career and and i started becoming a strong leader um just because i i sort of understood myself and i understood how far i could push myself so then when i was when i was put into like team environments to like either lead a team or be a team member um i was usually one of the stronger ones because i just knew how far i could go um and and i wasn't shy to motivate others to to like to to keep up and like come with me and and help them believe in themselves as well like um, more because, of a supportive role yeah absolutely yeah yeah just like a just um like peer support you know just yeah. just be there be there for my peers and support them and just encourage them to to go harder you know and push a little bit further and then yeah we, we just um yeah it was cool it was amazing um i didn't i didn't understand that that was leadership you know yeah <laughs> but yeah, yeah you yeah. learned a lot of that in the fighting scene because of all the support you were getting from other people or? yeah 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 um 
I was, I was the same in like the fighting realm, you know, like I was, I was always supporting being positive and whatnot, just cause I know how it feels, you know, like yeah, I know, yeah. I know like that, that, that dark place where you just want to give up and just someone like telling you like, come on bro, keep going. You know, like just that, that's enough, you know, like keep pushing where a lot of people, um, do do like the negative thing you know like the like oh man or mouse blah blah you know like just things like that those yeah, things yeah. may motivate people but that doesn't motivate me yeah. um you know it's so kind of like shame motivation isn't it yeah 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 you know so where i was just more like keep going keep pushing like that's it that's it like more of that you know just just choosing what, what they're doing well and highlighting it and, and giving them that feedback you know like yeah keep that up do that again you know and then they'll do it again and then do it again do it harder you know and then so that's what i learned through fighting and then um that was went hand in hand with, with my military career you know yeah. so i was able to help push people um in different courses as well so like just doing promotion courses and everything um, i was able to to just be that person as well yeah did you find many people had gravitated towards that career with, I guess, what would we say, not colourful backgrounds, but, you know, people that are looking for a bit of discipline and looking for something bigger than what's normal, you know, like going into the Navy is quite a big life choice, really. Yeah, yeah, it definitely is. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I don't know. Like the the Navy boys loved fighting, you know, and because my dad he was in the Navy, he used to tell me all the stories of them, like fighting heaps, you know, and that's sort of what attracted okay. me to it. Yeah, because right. I was just like, yo, Navy, like we go hard, um, yeah, we, we drink hard, party hard, fight hard, you know, work hard. Yeah. Um, and it's and, like a bit of a brotherhood, right? If you're all yeah. together and you're all friends and. I yeah, guess it would absolutely. Be awkward when you fall out with people because you live together and work with them. <laughs> yeah, I mean, like there, there are moments on on ship as well. If you like had a falling out with someone, you'd just punch on, and once that that happened, it, it was it was squashed. You know, you'd okay. just carry on. Yeah, <laughs> like yeah, it was it was yeah, it was different. Um, but it worked. You know, yeah. like you, you just have your problem, you bring it up. You, if, yeah, it didn't happen often, but like, yeah, there would be fights, and you just yeah. you'd you'd have your fight and then shake hands afterwards, and and that was it. You know, yeah. like yeah, no lingering silent treatment and that type of stuff. <laughs> nah, 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 like none whatsoever. So yeah, okay. that was that was pretty cool. I enjoyed that sort of stuff. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So I read. It, um, so you wrote a book as well, but yeah. Was, um, very cool, which I've read. Um, I'll link it in the show notes of the podcast so people can um, find it and have a read. It's really good. Um, but in there, you talked about how you ended up getting through to the fitness training. What was that called in the end? The name? Uh, yeah, physical training instructor. Yeah, yeah. So that was a role you kind of aspired to for quite a long time. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. I, I think that was my third, well, it definitely was my third attempt. Um, and then, yeah, it was on my third attempt when I got in. Um, yeah. But that, that was like um, something physically demanding. Um, but, yeah, so I wanted I wanted to join the Special Forces, but priorities changed, you know. So um, at, the at the time where I was about to go for it, um, 
my partner, who's now my wife, she told me that she was pregnant, you know, so I was, I had to explain to her, because I asked her, I was just like, would you still be keen if I um, um, go for this, you know, and she was like, yeah, of course, I support you regardless, and then I was like, but what you need to know is, like, if I am successful with this selection, this could lead to me doing this course, which is like nine months long, um, which, you know, like I'm, I'm, I'll see you every now and then, but like, I won't see you for then. And then one, if I like, I was, I was talking in like hypotheticals, you know? So I was like, if I end up like becoming a, a member in, in like the special forces, then like I could deploy, and not see you until I'm back, and you'll never know when I'm back. I don't know if I can contact you while I'm away, you know. Like, and I just I painted the the, the full picture for her so she could see, and yeah. then she's just like, "Oh, I don't, I don't think I could handle that." And I was just yeah. like, "Cool, sweet." Like, at least you both uh, know where you stand, kind of. Yeah, yeah. So I still wanted to challenge myself, so it was uh, it then became a choice out of becoming a, a navy clearance diver or a physical training instructor, um, and then so I went for. <clears throat> I tried the the defense divers course, which is only four weeks long, um, and got to the start of week three and tore my hamstring, um, just just sprinting. You know, like we we had to do sprints, and I was I'm very competitive, so I I always needed to come first. You know, <laughs> like yeah, so like I was I was coming second, and and I put the afterburners on, and then. Yeah as i came as i was coming first i was like yes i'm first place bang tore my hamstring uh, yeah, yeah yeah like real bad um i was gutted devastated because i was just like oh, i want to become a, a diver they've, they've got a really cool job you know they blow things up um they're under the water i love diving um they you know they get to do all these cool things but yeah so that happened and then um, a few months later, I, I rehabbed that, did all my physio and whatnot, um, and then um, went for it again. But then the same hammy, it wasn't wasn't healed properly or correctly or whatever. Um, then day one, you know, like halfway through fitness testing, it went, and I just yeah, I just I just tried to persevere, but yeah, I couldn't. Um, yeah. So they removed me from that course, and yeah, I remember just breaking down, crying. I was just like, "Fuck!" Like, I put all my eggs into that basket, and then I knew it was going to be a long stint rehabbing my uh, my hamstring. Um, but yeah, so before actually before doing the first defense dive course, I had um, gone for the first selection for my physical training instructor. Um, but I didn't make it through the paper test, uh, the paper um, psych test or, no, nah, not the psych. So there's a paper selection. So the psychs sit down with the physical training instructors and they look through all your, your docs and everything. Um, and, and I wasn't suited for that, um, apparently, um, which, which made me mad. And then that's why I, I was able to do that, um, the dive course. And, and then, yeah, so that happened. And then like, just nothing was going right. And I was like, oh no. Yeah, um, yeah. But then I put my hand up to do um, selection again. And then on the first day, um, I just pulled out, you know, like I was like, nah, like, I, I don't want to do it. And, and then they're like, what do you mean you don't want to do it? Like, you're, you just, just do it. I was like, nah. Um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. And then um, they, they were just like, oh, okay, whatever then. Yeah. Um, 
so then I went away. I just um, kept doing life. Um, that's when I got into MMA as well and um, had a fight. And then, yeah, went for selection one more time. And I just put all my eggs into that basket. I was just like, you know what? If I don't get selected, I'm leaving the Navy and I'm going to just do something else. And then, yeah, on the um, it was only a five-day selection. Um, but anything that could go wrong went wrong. You know, so I had gastro. Um, as as I started, you know, first day, yeah, yeah like doing, yeah, that, that was, oh man, it sucked. So yeah. doing all the fitness testing and everything on the first day, I was struggling. Um, then, yeah, on the second day, I, I like, that same hamstring was starting to flare up and I was like, yeah. no, no, just wow. don't. You were definitely um, getting tested. Oh, big time. <laughs> yeah, like big time. It was, it was mentally tough um then yeah I, I sprained like two uh phalanges or whatever on my left foot and three on my right or the other way around you know like my feet were like balloons after each day and um yeah i just i just kept cracking on you know like um, eventually yeah I, we got there <laughs> i was selected yeah um so yeah. how do you not pass this psych and then pass it the second time nothing must have changed no, no. Well, so what had happened was I had failed a drug test in my career. Like, you know, oh, I right. tested positive for THC, um, yeah. which happened years before that selection. But um, because, yeah, they just they just thought I wasn't mature enough. Um, they fed me a bunch of bullshit as well. They were just like, oh, you know, it's because you're so junior. Uh, but the people that were selected, I had joined before both of them. I was like, that's bullshit. Like, I yeah. joined before him. I joined years before this guy. But they went through, and they're like, oh, it's because of this. I was like, that's bullshit too. Like, why Why did I not get selected? Just tell me. But um, yeah. no no one could give me a straight answer. It wasn't until I became a PDI where I had asked the, the boss, and I was just like, why Why didn't I get selected? And he's like, oh, you failed your drug test. I was like, yeah. why couldn't you just tell me then? Like. Yeah. You know. And then it was okay the second time, though. They thought you'd grown. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So like I was, I had matured. Um, I had done um, a promotion course in in Duxted. Um, so so they just they obviously thought I was a good strong leader. Um, but then yeah, I just wasn't keen. You know, like yeah, yeah, yeah. I wasn't there mentally. You know, like I I don't think I'd be able. I mean, I might have been. Like, I would have being able to push hard but i just i just my heart wasn't there i was just like i'm not gonna go for it if i'm if i'm not feeling it like if uh, it'll just be a half-ass effort and i'll look for any excuse to pull off so yeah and instead of just starting and, and seeing what happens i'm just gonna say no <laughs> yeah. but then you yeah. got there in the end and got through yeah yes yeah. so I, was, I was selected and then ended up doing the course the course was like um just over three months and um yeah that that was hard that was real hard like physically and mentally um learned a lot about myself on that course um, yeah a lot yeah and yeah. how to help other people with their training as well obviously mm. you're tra training are you training recruits or training people yep. who are already in the yeah both okay. both yeah both everyone trained everyone you know like yeah it's cool even yeah. uh, even people in the army and the air force as well trained them okay. um yeah so it was cool i really enjoyed it i loved it so once i did um become a, a pdi um uh, my first posting was to like the fleet gym 
um, and I'll just take lunchtime sessions, a couple um, sessions with the recruits and and whatnot. And then I got posted to one of the ships and then I was the PDI on there. Um, where my, my main role was an admin role, you know, like I, I was just like take care of admin and whatnot. Um, and my secondary role was taking PT. Um, so I'll take PT twice a day, every day, which, which, which like, which hurt some days, you know, like, yeah. Yeah. Is that so, compulsory for everyone on nah, the, no, nah, yeah, it's optional. Yeah. Okay. So yeah, all, all PT in the Navy is optional unless you're a recruit or you're on a course. If you're a recruit or on a course, it's compulsory. Okay. Um, but other than that, it's just, it's, it's optional you know it's entirely up to you and we we try to make it fun we try to make it challenging get out there um see people and you know invite them down um because at the end of the day it's it's about them um it's yeah. about our clients you know and making sure that they have fun um they push to their hardest so you know there's a bit of banter that goes on um yeah both ways you know like we'll be giving them crap they'll give us crap you know like yeah but, but at the end of the day, it's about like improving their their health and well being. So yeah, I I loved it. I loved the job. Yeah. Was there much of a focus on how exercise does help with mental health and well being as well as the physical? Yeah, absolutely. Um, so I I everyone sort of finds their niche, I guess, as a PDI. You know, they they become known for a certain type you know they they just fall into different categories and yeah. there weren't there weren't any pdis um that came from like a combat sport background so that that became like my puppy you know so i was known for like sort of like box fit sessions or some grappling sessions um and then also just like real gritty sessions you know like real like just you just go um and you just keep going sort of sessions because um like for me personally uh, everything comes back to your mindset you know and if you can get through um a chipper sort of a, a workout you know where it's just big numbers and you just chip away at them you know if you can do that you can do anything so yeah. i just i love those classes and i'd get stuck in and i'll do it with them like a yeah. CrossFit style thing, like you have so many to do, and then yeah, sort of, yeah, yeah. I mean, like, because CrossFit is like it's functional fitness, you know. So, like, the military have been doing functional fitness for like since like since it began, you know. Like, yeah, yeah it's, it's, it's like, only become cool in the last ten years or something. Yeah, yeah like so, it's, it's probably closer to like F forty five military style um, training. Okay. Um, but at the same time, like, there's a lot of um, transfer with um crossfit style workouts you know like moving weights complex lifts like um the olympic style liftings and whatnot because those are functional you know and they can be they can help you be better at your job um so so when i came through um the pt school we were learning how to do those sorts of sessions yeah and and being able to deliver them okay and so how long have you been out of the navy now two years pretty much yeah okay. Yeah, and you still keep up with training, or you're? Yeah, well, yeah, I do what I can. You know, like I'm, I'm not as fit as I used to be. Um, but I guess that's because there's like no requirement for me to be that fit. Um, I wish, I wish I was. <laughs> you know, yeah, yeah. But, it's hard I, to keep on it when you don't have to, though, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah, but like, I, there's still like a standard, you know. Like, so I need to be at a standard, and when I don't meet that standard, I. 
I I don't get depressed, but like I feel um, like I'm letting myself down because like how can I be my best if I'm not at my best? You know, so yeah. it's, um, for me anyway, I just I I like to just push myself. So if, as long as I'm able to keep pushing myself, then then it's all good. Um, I've got nothing to to sort of as incentive, you know, like when I used to fight, I I have a fight, you know, so I'm like, okay, I've got to this date, I need to be under this weight and I need to be as fit as I possibly can be. So, you know, I'd work towards that. Um, and, and yeah, I guess that's why, um, why we decided to go for this fundraiser for Gumboot Friday, you know, it's 12 hours of sparring. Um, yeah. So it's a, it's an endurance event. Um, it's light sparring. It's nothing too hard. So you can just move around and just, just like, like lightly touch each other. Um, Are you just regard, fighting regard. one other guy or like a few? Anyone you? and everyone, everyone that comes through, you know, like okay. um, the three minute rounds. So someone knew every through every like year. So three minutes on two minutes off. Um, hopefully someone knew each time um, yeah. And, and, and yeah, just, just move around, you know, for 12 hours um, because yeah, it's, it's, supporting mental health which is a massive one and then also like physical fitness you know like yeah just just um pushing me out of my comfort zone because i'm definitely someone that needs to be challenged otherwise yeah. otherwise i get stagnant and when i'm doing nothing you know i do nothing um my wife always laughs at me um because i'm i'm like an extremist i'm either doing <laughs> i'm doing like something and i'm all in or i'm doing absolutely nothing and i'm yeah all in you know yeah, like nothing, on the couch. nothing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah actual actual i can spend like if i'm if i'm like doing nothing like i'm doing nothing like yeah and i love I'm it not, you know like i've always not. been i've always been like some sort of extremist i guess like that like i'm either extremely like just on doing everything everything and anything or i'm just doing nothing and lots yeah. of it yeah oh that's it i guess it's nice to you're the yeah going one way or the other right no it's, it's, yeah it's the way i balance for me that's balance for me you yeah know, make sure i go hard and then once i've gone hard i can do nothing yeah <laughs> like you've earned your rest yeah i've earned yeah that's it so after the navy you have started training as a mindset coach and you're now coaching people using is it nlp that you're yeah yeah, yeah, you're doing. Did you want to um, tell me a little bit about what a mindset coach is and what you do? Yeah, yeah. So I'm a, like a mental performance coach. Yeah. Um, same, same, I guess. Okay. Um, yeah, and yeah, I use NLP um, plus experiences from life. Um, so all I do is I sit down with my clients and and listen to them. You know, I, I hear them out. I hear what they want to do. I listen for their limiting beliefs. I listen for their belief systems. Then we just go over and discover what their what their values are first. Because if you've got your values, um, then you've you've got a foundation. From your values, you know you can you can start setting goals. Because if your values and your goals aren't congruent, then you're not going to achieve anything because there's some sort of internal conflicting order in there that's going on. Um, so yeah, we, we do that. Then we just lay a solid foundation. I do a lot of visualization. That's probably my favorite tool to use is um, guided visualization, mindfulness, all those things. Um, and, and then, yeah, I just listen to the clients and, and, and 
is that visualization to overcome the limiting beliefs and things to move forward to reaching goals yep yeah so if somebody wanted to do like an endurance event like you're doing for the fight it might be something like that they'd come to you and then could go through the process to yeah 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 for sure yeah that's exactly right. how it goes i guess you know? yeah, yeah yeah or in life in general like yeah no in life yeah so i i help out people with their their sport their craft whatever it is if it's business i help them in that but then um the biggest i guess um what's the word i'm looking for the biggest takeaway that they've received from me is that it's it's um applicable for life you know so so not only are they applying these tools pillars um all these foundations for their craft they've also found that when they apply them to their life everything is better you know like yeah. and one of my pillars is consistently pursuing excellence you know and and that's one i picked up from the military you know and especially the special forces because that's one of their pillars you know is um in constant pursuit of excellence that's their one um and all that is is doing the best that you can with what you have at that time you know if if you do that that's all you can do and and that's the best you can do and the best way to practice excellence is like making your bed you know it's it's honestly it's such a simple task where if you can make your bed with excellence you know you get all the creases out you make sure you're you've got your one one pillow or your 20 pillows on on yeah. the bed you know like Water, yeah. yeah 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 you know like you've made it with excellence you know to the best of your ability yeah. then then you've you've set your mind up for the day you know if that's the first task that you attack for the day then you're gonna want to do some more then your shoelaces next you know okay i'm going for a run or i'm going for a walk whatever i'm going to tie my shoelaces with excellence so i make sure that that is the perfect you know tightness for me for what i'm going to be doing and then the loop bang excellent yeah. that's the best that you can do with what you have at that time you know and then then it becomes your work you know yeah. okay I've, I've got this project i need to finish by 10 a.m um let me do the best that I can do, you know, and then they do that and then bang, that's done, you know, and it's the next yeah, one, lunch. Yeah. That's kind of an act of mindfulness as well, isn't it? Because you're that's just really 100. focusing on your task and doing it. Yeah. Really you're absolutely well. present, yeah. yeah. You're present in that moment doing the best that you can. Um, and if you do the best that you can today, then tomorrow is going to be a little bit better. And then the day after, you'll be a little bit better than that, you know, and it's yeah. it's in that, that compound effect, you know, where you start doing better in the long run, you know. So, like, a year later, if you've been doing that consistently, then you'll be miles ahead, ahead of where you were, like, that time last year. Yeah, I think as millennials and, I don't know, just our generation sometimes gets caught up in having everything immediately or wanting something and getting it and not putting in the work over the long time to see That's the real long rewards you know because yeah. if you can get it quickly you can lose it quickly too but if you're That's it. 
instant gratification you know that's yeah. what technology's done for a lot of us uh we just want things right now right right here you know bang, yeah. you know like we want I to wanna... order it and if we have to wait three days for a courier we're like yeah <laughs> yeah what's taking so long you know yeah, we're del yeah. delayed gratification is where it's at you know like something little every single day towards the bigger picture you know so it's it's about having like that um big picture vision but moving at like micro speed, you know, mm, like focusing yeah. on the small things yeah. each day, you know, and, like it, and it gets a, hard. Planting a garden, you plant the seed and take care of it and water That's it, it. And you grow the fruit. Yeah. That's it. You're not going to be reaping the day you sow, you know. Yeah, yeah. Like if you plant a, a, a lemon tree, um, you're not going to be expecting to to pick lemons that same day, you know. So yeah, you've, or you've even that year, probably. Yeah, yeah, exactly. You know, you've got to nourish it. You've got to feed it. You've got to fuel it every single day. Yeah. It's the yeah, same I with life. That's, that's a super important lesson. I think mm. I'm definitely guilty of that sometimes and then can kind of realise it and, you know, just pull back. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. <laughs> that's life, though, you know. like Yeah. Some days you're on. You know, and you're you're doing everything that you need to be doing plus some. Yeah. And then one day you'll fall off, and then the next day, you know, like you'll be like, ah, oh. you know. And then the the key is not to miss two days in a row. You know, so if you if you yeah if you miss two days in a row, then you're more than likely to miss it on the third, and then the fourth, and then the fifth, and then you're gonna start to get guilty, and you're just gonna look away. You know, yeah, like you're just yeah. gonna forget. Like one, missing one day is an accident, but missing two day and you've dropped the ball. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, like you can miss two days, but more. Uh, you know, like so. If, if you can, like, pick up the ball on that second day, then go for it. And it's just little, something little. You don't need to be doing massive changes or, or massive acts. You know, just something little each day. That's that's it. And that's where a lot of people um fall off or stay on you know because they understand the the whole compound effect you know they understand just doing something little each day will take you closer to your goal um yeah. but others um try to take big steps and big leaps and burn out you know because mm -hmm. yeah. they're doing too much yeah absolutely and i've, so, I've burnt out heaps like heaps so yeah yeah but you have big goals for you yeah, I got massive goals, massive yeah. ambitions. Um, and yeah, everything I do is working towards those. So I just I'm just doing what I can every single day and yeah. and taking each day as it comes. Because that's all I can control. Yeah. And so this is your future is working in this area. That's what you want to be doing? Oh yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah, I love I'm so passionate about this stuff. Um I, I love it when my clients um achieve their goals you know especially when when they didn't believe in themselves um so i had one client that he didn't believe in himself and um came to this big race um he was he wasn't even sure that they'd qualify to you know to go to this event and then they qualified and then they ended up coming fifth you know where yeah. where, where he just didn't believe that he he would even qualify and then once he did qualify he was like oh you know like top 20 would be nice but yeah, yeah. not getting right my up. hopes up, you know, and then we just we just um, did some guided visualization, um, addressed his values, and um, and yeah, they they came fifth, you know. So it's not not bad. It was a big event. So, so yeah. do you coach people for things other than events and sporting and that type of? Thing? Yeah, so business people as well. Yeah. Um, 
because yeah. it's 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 all um transferable you know like mindset mm. mindset is mindset you know yeah. like yeah you need your you need the right mindset if it's um if you're in the educational sector or if you're in business or sports you know like mindset is everything if especially if you want to be a high achiever um because there's a lot of people just doing the bare minimum and being average and that's okay you know there's nothing wrong with that at all um if, if that's what makes you happy mm -hmm. awesome but if you're looking to take it to the next level and and yeah. climb the corporate ladder or climb any ladder really um yeah. it, it comes down to your mindset you know you must be driven you, you, you've got to have goals you've yeah. got to None have none of that stuff falls on your lap none none you have to work for it and then it falls onto your lap you know yeah. like when you've been putting in the work that's when opportunities pop up and as long as you're putting your best foot forward you know and doing the best that you can things will come your way yeah. and and you just it's take like, them like manifestation right you don't get absolutely to manifest something by wishing you had it you have to know what you want and then make steps towards achieving it that's it yeah that's it like it's not a wishing well scenario <laughs> it's not it's not yeah not at all and uh, i think i've been playing around with like manifestation since 2009 um yeah yeah and it's it's buzzy like the first time i ever manifested something um just yeah. through just through through um visualization um that was strange you know like that was really strange how that happened yeah. um and it was a cup of tea you know like it was that's that's yeah, all really. it, that's all it was because i re i mean the secret you know the book the secret yeah yeah Rondon, so, Rondon Burn, was it? yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> like i read that in 2009 and they said to try it um uh with a cup of coffee or something like that so um at that time i would at lunch i'd have a cup of tea with milk and two sugars you know that was that was my go-to drink with yeah. my lunch um and and yeah every every day for i don't know a couple of weeks or a month i'll just be thinking of it and i'll just be giving thanks for it so because that's what it was it was just like here's an exercise to to, to show you that the secret works is um give thanks for receiving whatever you want and um and visualize it happening um and i was just like okay yeah like don't mock it till you try it yeah yeah yes yeah, so I, I was you've got nothing to lose right exactly like, you know like, i'm like I'm, i was at sea i was like you know like, i was like why not like, manifest I'm, some stuff yeah yeah see what happens you know um and then yeah so i just i kept giving thanks for my milk and milk yeah my cup of tea with milk and two sugars and i was like giving thanks every day thank you for that and then yeah one day we all sat down for lunch and um one of the boys made a cup of tea for one of the girls but she had already made one um and then then he was just like oh bro um she didn't want it do you do you want my, do you want this cup of tea and i was like yeah yeah what's in it and he's like oh milk and two sugars and i was like oh yeah man thank you yeah. you know like yeah so, yeah. yeah and i was just like holy shit, what is this <laughs> yeah so yeah. that was like, the best time it is yeah big time but it's energy you know the energy you put out there is the energy that comes back and um being grateful as you have already received it you know like it's powerful that's powerful and that's something i teach my clients as well you know like to start visualizing something as if it has already happened and yeah. and you know like i put them there you know i i use my visualization um I, I get real sensory specific with it. Oh, like what can you see, hear, smell, taste, feel? Um, 
now be grateful for it happening you know and and, and then things just fall into place it's it's really spooky but really yeah. cool yeah. yeah yeah one of life's little mysteries but it is yeah. but it's energy you know it's energy that comes back and um it just fuels their self-belief so if if you're able to make someone believe in themselves wholeheartedly without any doubt um they become powerful you know like yeah. they yeah so it's it's been amazing um working with so many different clients through so many different walks of life and and watching them actually apply these skills um and tools to their life yeah. because yeah it, 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 when they use it fully and they get the outcome that they set out for they even some of them are just like well like that was easy yeah um, yeah and that's a thing that you practice too so it gets easier and easier and you can do bigger and bigger things right that's yeah like a snowball effect that's right like even when they're in the event itself they're like i it was it was tough but it wasn't like i just knew what was happening next i just yeah it was weird i just knew exactly what was going to happen and, and it happened and yeah. and then yeah we we got the outcome you know so it's, awesome. it's yeah, cool. that, must, that must feel really good for you that's a yeah. cool cool job to do yeah awesome. it's fun. And people can um meet with you online obviously if they don't live near you're in wellington aren't you yeah that's right yeah well even the ones in wellington prefer to meet me online yeah <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but, yeah just, online works <laughs> yeah. cool awesome oh, well know. thank you for thanks for joining me it's been awesome to have you um and sharing all your ideas and your life so yeah you're welcome thank you for having me yeah you're welcome no worries thanks for listening to this episode of unpacking mental health if you'd like to support the podcast you can do this by clicking the buy me a coffee link in the show notes and this is a five dollar donation which will keep the podcast ad free and go towards covering the expenses and i would love 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 if you could give my instagram and facebook a follow and i will update you with the next podcast so have a great day and i hope you enjoy